this didn't just pop up out of nowhere but men do not want to say when they don't feel well because you can't appear to be weak or to be soft you can't cry and think that this has taught me to Tim be vulnerable to express how you're feeling and not feel bad or feel weak because you saw a doctor if Tim Cooper had waited much longer to see a doctor, he could have been paralyzed. The next day, he was in the first of two spine surgeries, and cancer treatment came next. For the first time in his adult life, Tim couldn't work. He sat still. He hated it at first, but his self-reflection grew deeper with time. So you know what, Tim? This is your chance. This is your time to say you have a year to sit here and evaluate What's next for you? He began to think, what if? And piece by piece, he laid out the groundwork for an even better Tim. Before this happened, I had the ability and the intelligence and the experience to do a variety of things. And I think going through this experience has taught me, don't be afraid to go for something. Take the leap, jump, go for it because you can do it. This is the story of Tim Cooper, a 56-year-old black man with multiple myeloma, a rare, incurable blood cancer. Tim, a bright light, a man of faith, is documenting his experience to help others. October 22nd, November 21st, get away for another week. And here's the thing about Tim. He brings a far more upbeat, philosophical outlook to a situation than most of us could muster. I'm no prophet, I'm no great individual in the sense that I'm an average guy, but I think I've been placed in an extraordinary situation that I was meant to deal with. You know, why not me? And so hopefully whatever I can share with you can help you to move through this process and deal with it and take it one day at a time. Thanks for listening to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Gina DiPietro, here with part five, the final piece of Tim Cooper's story. Before we look ahead, Tim had a third surgery to get through. Two screws in his neck had come loose, doctors say because of his bone disease and the radiation used to treat his cancer. Neurosurgeon Dr. John Barry Condelario had encouraging news. His suspicion, based on a new CT scan, was that Tim's bones were healthier now, meaning the additional support he'd add should hold a lot better. Tim was eager to get it behind him. He saw this as the last hurdle between him and his independence. Good afternoon, young lady. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was thinking about you and your re-operation tomorrow and figured I'd call and, and see how you're feeling. I'm good, you know, anxious but excited to kind of get this thing going and move forward with it. So, yeah, it's kind of where I'm at just trying to, you know, not that I'm calm or not calm. I'm kind of, I don't know where I'm at really, but just getting ready for it. So I got a call from the hospital to be there by 8 o'clock. So I'm just trying to verify how many days they may feel I might be there in the hospital. Yeah, that makes sense. I was curious how long you might have to stay. The last surgery we did the back of the neck, I was there for, that was a Tuesday, and I was out by Friday. So I'm assuming it's gonna be a less invasive 
it should be a similar process, if not a day sooner, depending on how it goes, I guess, as well, right? So everybody's different, but... I'll we'll be sending out good vibes for you, and I think you're in good hands with Dr. Barry Conolario. So do I. Thank you again. I appreciate it, Gina. The next morning, August 2nd, 2022, Tim's brother, Tony, dropped him off at Novant Health Presbyterian Medical Center in Charlotte. Tim checked in from his hospital room hours later, where he'd spend the next three days recovering. It's a big day, and I was just speaking with my nurse about how you recognize certain things that you have forgot from when I had the surgery the first time last year. And as far as the discomfort and some of the lack of mobility and losing the voice being hoarse, you forget about those things because, you know, you kind of choose to forget. call it pain amnesia. She said that that was a great term, I thought she used to describe it. They gave me some pain meds, so I'm sure that's going to help. Just adjusting to being in a hospital bed again, and I've been across this shaky road before, and I'm going to do it again. Hearing this, knowing Tim was preparing for more tough days ahead, it really broke my heart. But he's resilient, I thought. He's got this, and a comfort settled in. I thank God for my doctor's and treatment and thank him for pulling me through this and knowing that he will see me through this until I get to the end of this tunnel and see that bright light. And today it still gives me chills, as did the text he sent three days later when I was back home visiting family. Good morning, I hope you're enjoying yourself. So Tim, I thought, he's in the hospital and he hopes I'm enjoying myself. I couldn't help but smile. More importantly though, is what came next. I'm being discharged this afternoon, so you know I'm pumped. Another promising update came two weeks later, on August 15th. Dr. Barry Condelario said the additional support he added to the back of Tim's neck had already begun to fuse. So that was definitely a relief to uh, take an exhale moment and get past that. Now Tim is going to physical therapy, and he's also started back on maintenance therapy, those same cancer-killing drugs he's been taking, at lower doses, administered less often to keep the cancer at bay. And that light at the end of the tunnel we've heard him mention, it seems closer than ever. It's been a year in the making, sharing this story with you. And despite what he's been through, Tim always finds a way to make me laugh. It helps keep life in perspective. We're recording this, aren't we? <laughs> okay, good. On September 1st, we met at a park in Gastonia, near Tim's apartment. North Carolina served up a beautiful day. I have to just challenge myself and every day be intentional. It's my new word now, intentional. We walked and talked for hours, in fact, about life, religion, social justice, and his experience with cancer, how it's changed him. That's the part we'll share with you. I was just trying to use a textbook 
template in a, my mentality and not trying to get outside the box as much. And you gotta look at yourself and decide those things you gotta improve on. This whole year has been about that change and that mind shift and to be able to sit still and look at yourself has helped me with that too. You know, you're always running and working and going here to turn your function here and you're traveling here. I had to stop and sit there and reevaluate. This goes back to something Tim shared in part two when he said, and I'm quoting him here, he's been BSing in some ways, that while he's always been able to work and make money, he's never really challenged himself like he should have. Tell me kind of what you meant by that or how you kind of arrived at that conclusion. Really, really speaking about it was this last year. I've had it in my head. You talk to yourself all the time and you know, yep. eh, you could do a little bit better, but you really just come here, just get up, once a job, I put this in the oven, I do this, or I do this training with that. And it was never, it got to a point where it was not a challenge for me anymore. And you really need to be honest with yourself. You have to be able to say when you not, and I say challenge yourself enough. And I know that whatever I've reached certain levels, becoming an officer and graduating from college, I wasn't a grad, I was a C student. I didn't really apply myself the way I really should have because I wasn't disciplined in that. When Tim said officer, he's referring to his military career. The Army National Guard commissioned him as a lieutenant in 1988. It's not something we've covered in this podcast series, though you can learn more in the articles about Tim on www.healthyheadlines.org. Here, he's reflecting on the fact that he never stuck with it. You know, with the military stuff, could do that, learn a skill, fire a rifle, you know, command my platoon, those things I could do. It's just other things that I just, when I got to a certain level, I kind of just got comfortable. I said, okay, you know what, I want to do more, but I'm comfortable. As we sat in the park that day, Tim continued to go deeper, sharing the traits he likes about himself and the ones that no longer serve him. Alcohol, for example, seems less important material and worldly excesses, you don't need those anymore to be happy. You know what, Tim? You don't really even need it. You don't miss it. And before you thought you had to have a drink every day or go to a bar and you feel good, you socialize, you feel great, you know, you feel relaxed and that's what it does for you, but I can do that without that now. And that's not all. Tim's trying to become a better listener and someone who's quicker to say, I'm sorry. I'm somebody that's very confident in my opinions and, and having a, a really good knowledge of a lot of things. But I've also learned that sometimes you give an opinion and it may not have wanted it. So I had one friend tell me, you know what? I didn't ask for your advice. And I was like, wait a minute. See, I thought about it, I paused, you know what? He's right. Listen first, and then if they want your advice, They'll give you a signal and telling you, okay, well, I'm at a loss. What would I do? Should I do here? I've also learned to say I'm sorry a lot more and to admit when I was wrong, going back to a friend on a phone call. You know what? I apologize. I'm sorry. That was my fault. What benefit have you received from trying to exercise that muscle more? You feel like that weight is off of you because your heart's going to tell you if you're listening to your heart and you're really 
trying to be genuine with yourself, your spirit will tell you that that wasn't the right way to handle that. Throughout this experience, Tim's kept his sense of humor. <laughs> digging out something to smile about at every turn. And with the handwriting, when I slow it down and be more intentional with making the shapes, like, oh, you see all the letters now? <laughs> you know, I'm not abbreviating my first name with, like, Timothy is what it looks like. There's no H. And it's a pretty good way to look at the world, whether you've had cancer or not. As we come to the end of Tim's story, at least here on Healthy Headlines, I reflected on what else we might learn from him. When things got tough, Tim stuck to his core beliefs, his faith. If I'm not intentional in thinking that way and then seeking his word and seeing how it relates to my life, those things don't manifest that I want with this relationship, whether it's to have this career flourish for me, whether it's my health, all those things, it gives me the first foundation to start with. Something we can all do, even if it's not religion. Chances are good, you've got a life philosophy that served you well. Tim learned it's okay to rely on others, especially family, even when it's hard to accept the fact that you need help. He takes it one day at a time, and he tries not to despair over things he can't control. At some point, you could be paralyzed. I can't think about that too much. I know it's there. What can I do in my power to be healthy? And I can't worry about the rest because the rest I cannot control. It's about your attitude. He said that again and again. Take, for example, something he shared the day we met. He was getting chemo as we taped this, so that's what you hear in the background. Life isn't over. It's a matter how you approach situations. It's based on your attitude, and I've been positive. You know, I want to live. You have to make the decision that you want to move forward. If you hit the C word, you also think, oh, it's over. A lot of cases, and sometimes it is, but I don't receive that. My mom is still here, mm -hmm. and so I know that I can still be here as well. Yeah. What can I do to make sure that that happens? Mm -hmm. It's taking care of your diet. It's a big part of it. Do what your doctors tell you to do is a big part of it. And your attitude is the biggest part of it, I think. That's what I lean on every single day. It's a daily process. Now you can't think about weeks ahead. Take it one day at a time. That's my biggest advice to give someone. Well, I so appreciate you letting us join you today. Well, thank you. It's been great. I mean, I like talking about it because I think people should share their stories. I mean, mine's not unique, I don't think so much, but the more you hear about it, the more you can encourage somebody else that you know what? I didn't think about that that way. And that's one of the things that I want to try to do. So I thank you for giving the opportunity to, to share. I'm Gina DiPietro, your humble host, here to bring Tim's story to an end. The biggest thank you of all, that goes to Tim. He put himself out there just to help other people. And that's a really admirable quality. We'd also like to thank Tim's Novant Healthcare team. They gave us the chance to go inside his doctor's appointments, something that's a little unusual, even for us as storytellers. So thank you to the nurses who allowed us to pop in and ask questions. 
and especially to Tim's physicians, Dr. John Barry Condelario and Dr. Patricia Croft. Without your help to explain all this medical jargon, well, Tim's story would have been difficult, maybe impossible to pull off. Tim's always said he's in good hands with you too. So thank you for what you've done for us and for the care you'll continue to provide our guy, Tim Cooper. Finally, as we draw to a close, Tim has a few thank yous of his own that he'd like to share. And best of luck to you, Tim. We're so lucky to know you. So it's been a, a long road, over a year, to get to this point. And I know I've mentioned my mother and my brother in my support system, but it would not be possible without my father, Sidney Cooper, and my sister, Stephanie, as well. And Stephanie has become the dietitian slash counselor slash um, enforcer of us trying to change our diets for my mother and for me and for that fact for all of us to eat healthier and to juice a lot more and to just do a lot of more cooking of our own food and with me with portion sizes eating earlier so she's been crucial to all of us having a different outlook on our health and our wellness and uh, she really pampers my mother and really takes care of her. So I mean, my dad has always been the silent, strong type, and he's still there, consistent. He takes my mom to her appointments every day, every week that she has to go, and is a trooper as well, and has always encouraged me and expressed his faith and his respect for me and what I'm going through. So I would be remiss without mentioning those two people that are also a part of my immediate support system. I know this other gentleman did not want to be mentioned in the video, but I have to mention um, the friend of mine that's been giving me a ride to work all these previous months to get to my appointment is Reverend Willie Givens. Um, without him, it would have been much more stressful to get around. He was able to give me his time and donate his time to help me out as a good friend you know does so I want to thank him personally as well for his support and counseling me and being just a good listening board to sound things off of so I've got a great support system still and family has been so important and my faith above all else has really continued to grow and I'm still learning to read the Bible and pull out certain things that are pertinent to me not just to have it, just to be showy in a sense, right? But it's more about things that I've read that have touched me. Great journey. I see the light is getting closer into the tunnel. So hopefully I can continue to move forward. And at some point, this will be the normal look you'll see. No brace. That's the goal. So it's been a great journey, a learning journey for me so far. And the written story part one and part two is going to be published on social media starting friday as well as three out of the five podcasts that we've completed so i'm really starting to see my story form into something that i'm proud to be able to share so i hope that you will enjoy it as well and comment and give back your feedback on the story if you have any questions you can ask me i'll be willing to answer them if i can all I can do is try. So 
Thank you again for the opportunity to Gina, to Petrio, to Josh Jarman, and to Robin Baltimore for their support to make it a project that I'm proud to be a part of and hopefully look forward to building a relationship with these individuals going forward. So thank you again.